Hello and welcome to this episode of Light Body Healing. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May. And today I have with me the special guest, Stephanie May, who is a licensed massage therapist and Reiki master teacher. And we are going to be talking about all about maintaining energetic boundaries and all the benefits that maintaining your energetic boundaries can provide for you. And uh, we both thought that this would be a really timely topic as the holidays are just around the corner. And, you know, a lot of us will be surrounded by family who can be some of our biggest triggers. So um, let me just introduce you guys uh, all to Stephanie. She is, as an athlete, Growing up and throughout adulthood, Stephanie has suffered from many injuries and medical conditions without much relief from traditional medicine. This led her to pursue a career in exercise and sports science, bodywork, and natural pain relief, and then eventually Reiki. Having nearly over 18 years of experience in a plethora of areas, areas, (laughs) such as massage, fitness, Reiki, chiropractic, sports medicine, oncology. Her areas of expertise are not just for pain relief. She is also very well equipped to help you create long-term behavioral change, removing blocks and healing from trauma and mental health crisis. Stephanie is currently pursuing her doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thank you. Um, It's great to be here. Yeah. So let's just get started with telling us how, you know, you came to be, I guess, passionate about this whole concept of, of boundaries and both, I think, physical and energetic. It's really important. So tell us sort of how this unfolded in your life. Um, well, as you mentioned in my introduction, um, I had a lot of injuries, but I also had other um, issues. I had really bad acne. I had um, anxiety and depression and panic disorder. Um, so, you know, I was I was on a lot of different medications, and I always seemed to be in that. Um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I always seemed to be in that um, victim mentality. Um, for lack of a better um, description, you know, something was always happening to me. Um, and an exercise really helped um, with those things, you know, sport, you know, when I was very active in sports um, or exercise, those, those conditions and those things were not as severe, not as bad, and sometimes even masked or, or treated, you know, whatever, whatever, you want to, whatever verb you want to use there. Um, but then when I would not be participating in, um, some of those healthy things, they would get, they would get worse. So when we have an injury, you know, and we can exercise, if that's our one thing that like keeps us sane and helps us deal with our stress, then, then what are we supposed to do? Um, and so I think having multiple tools, um, in your tool belt is, is a good is a good thing to do to have options for when you know plan a falls through okay so let's i guess start with um what actually is you know setting an energetic boundary let's start with that what does that mean to you or and how do you use that in your practice with your clients so setting an energetic boundary um some would look at that as putting up a bubble, some would just look at that as putting up a layer of protection, um, as 
Um, some people literally say your journey is not my journey. Um, our, our journeys may be intertwined. They can absolutely be intertwined, but, um, your experience is still your experience and my experience is still my experience. Um, others, others go as far or others more look at it just as, um, you know, those are their issues and these are my, again, these are my issues. And so putting up an energetic boundary to me, um, is all of the above. Um, it's, it's protecting myself, um, from outside energies and outside sources. Like you mentioned, you know, maybe walking into a Thanksgiving dinner with like both my favorite cousin and then my least favorite cousin, you know, that I know is going to just drain me emotionally. Um, you know, I would put up my bubble before I would even walk into that room. Um, so that's a way to do it energetically. Um, I think there's also, there's also something to say for, for mentally and spiritually putting up boundaries. Um, and just, and not letting people, not letting people project, um, you know, their issues onto you. And can you control others' behavior? No. Will they still try to do that? Sometimes, absolutely. Um, but whether or not you own that, whether or not you take that on is up to you. And so I think part of boundaries is also no matter what people are throwing at you, making that choice and knowing within yourself, like, that's not on me. I do not own this. Um, and, and not taking on the burden and the weight of the world and not taking on that that mentality of oh woe is me and just downward spiraling with all the places that that could go mm-hmm. so it's very much setting up uh, to me I'm hearing like an intention like being deliberate with your intention yes so which is so powerful and I think sometimes that's even um, taken for granted because it's so simple Um, but it is very powerful because you are setting the stage. You are again, like making an agreement both with yourself and even, you know, the universe around you to, like you said, um, to, you know, in your words, you said not own it. I think also a good way to say it is like, not necessarily to, to prevent yourself from making an energetic investment or leaking your energy or allowing others to drain your energy. You know, we, all of these things are choices and we have that power. So I think this is a big empowerment topic, which is why I thought it would be, you know, really helpful to talk about this, um, in light of the holidays coming, but you know, for every day of the year really is, um, being away your power. Yeah. Not giving away your power and knowing that it's okay for you to, you know, make choices that are healthy for you. Um, because when we do that, we respect and love ourselves enough. And then we show up brighter and better in the world too. So I think, you know, sometimes in our culture, there's, you know, the, the whole like, um, self-sacrifice, martyrdom, you know, service, like service to a fault almost. And that's actually not service when you're giving so much of yourself that now you're depleted or you're angry or you're emotional or, you know, any of those things. 
And so, um, Massage really helped me learn that when I became a massage therapist, you know, and I evolved from personal training into sports medicine and then in massage, it was, you know, I, I could work out all day long, you know, to an extent, um, you know, as long as I'm not doing the heaviest weights in the world, if I'm just showing clients squats all day long, I could do that all day long. But when it came to, you know, lifting body parts and, and doing this work, it, it wasn't just physically draining. There was a lot of, there was a lot of transference involved, um, in body work and massage. And so that there were days that like I, if, if, if I had a, a patient come in that was having anxiety and, at the end of the day, I would be having anxiety. I would have absorbed their, their anxiety. And because I found, I also found out I was an empath, um, you know, the hard way. So when I say like, don't take things on, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily just dismissing saying, oh, that's not my problem. It's just a matter of intentionally, you know, not taking someone, not taking on someone's anxiety for the sake of your own self. Because at the end of the day, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to take care of yourself for first and foremost. Um, and I, and I think massage, being a massage therapist, um, you know, in addition to the mental health struggles I had throughout my early years was my, was the thing that taught me that the most, how important it is to protect my energy so I can sustain myself um, and to keep my power so I can sustain myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because also it's, hmm. I lost my train of thought. Oh, well. <laughs> So let's just move on and let's talk about the breath because I feel like that's uh, sort of like step number one for all of us. And again, coming, you know, all of these things that we're talking about today, it's not complicated and it's not difficult, but it is important that again, we be deliberate, we be intentional, we be mindful and you know, the best place to start is the breath, because as human beings, you literally, if you're not breathing correctly or breathing fully, then you're actually creating stress and inflammation in your body on the, on the side of biology. And so again, this brings together the, the physical with the energetic. Yes. Um, I like to use exercise as an analogy because that's something that people are much more familiar with than they are like breathing and grounding and energy, energy work, even if it's just energy work within themselves. Um, so when, you know, when you're exercising, when you're running, whether you're doing cardio or whether you're doing like more of like a Pilates style workout, the breathing is so important. You cannot do that without proper breathing. With cardio, it has to be, you know, rhythmic deep, like breathing that's pumping that oxygen, you know, through your body to your tissues so they can continue to do the, the very stressful work that they are doing. Okay. So likewise, um, throughout your day, you know, when all these things are happening, you're getting calls or you're running your kids around or you're trying to take care of your dog, you know, we, we forget to breathe, but 
the reality of the situation is our activities of daily living are exercises. So we should be treating them as such. Um, and we should, you know, we need to remember to breathe, not just because we need to get for the biology reasons and we need to get oxygen into our body, but also because that breathing is grounding. When we, when we take in a breath, a really deep, slow breath, it is intentional. It is a different type of breath than, than just your, your, um, your automatic breathing that you don't even think about. You know, when, when you sit down or even if you do it standing and you just close your eyes and slowly breathe, you're resetting your entire nervous system. That is you switching from sympathetic to parasympathetic. Um, that is actually what starts to promote digestion. Um, in Chinese medicine, in fact, one of the things I just studied <laughs> is, um, how bad eating Eating while you're reading, eating standing up, eating on the go is for you, and all the different um, pathologies that can create in the body, and and that's why because you actually don't you don't digest food when you're going you don't digest food till you've switched to parasympathetic. Um, when you're in sympathetic mode, um, you're not digesting it at all, so it is just sitting there. So if you don't eat your food slowly, if you don't take time um, to let it digest, you create these food stagnations. Um, so it's the same concept. You want, you want to take time to breathe. You want to switch to that parasympathetic mode to really relax and let your body and, and be intentional with your body and come back to that place within yourself. Um, they talk a lot about it in yoga as well. Um, something that's very strong in the yoga community is always return to the breath and, and it's the same principle because no matter what's happening, um, you know, all around you, the one thing you can always do is you can always return to your breath. And when you breathe in, that grounds you. Um, returning to that breath and taking that deep breath next to sticking your feet in the dirt is the most grounding thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I remember what I was going to say earlier <laughs> is part of, you know, is making again, and I, I don't know, maybe I sound like a broken record today, but, um, and I think in some ways we're all empathic to different degrees. And so whether we're, um, aware of it or not, or I think it's actually, you know, if we're not aware of it, then we're still taking on people's energy. And so it's really about that awareness. And so, also bringing that awareness to your breath, like you talked about, and allowing your body to go into that rest, relax, and learning to sort of just tune back into your your body with the breath, because that brings in that awareness. And just notice yourself. The reason they say that in yoga is because when we're moving through you know, the asana, the, the postures is, you know, it can bring up stuff for us. It's, you know, Ooh, does, is this uncomfortable? Am I judging myself? Am, am I comparing myself to the person on the mat next to me? Because, Oh, maybe my chaturanga isn't as pretty as, as the person over there or, or wow, they make it look so easy. And like, I'm over here, you know, like wobbling and falling and, you know, and it's when you're wobbling and falling and doing all the things that are the imperfect part of it. That's even more important for you to tune back into that breath because that's the awareness. And that's where sort of that, 
the healing and the magic takes place too, because you're also prompting yourself, hopefully to, to reset and realign or, you know, be gentle with yourself, all of those things. Right. Because when we're, you know, when we're running through the woods in sympathetic mode from the tiger, we're not processing anything else. We're not slowing down. We're not thinking. We're not looking at patterns. We're just thinking, go, 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 survive, survive, survive. So our body has to eventually, you know, once we've outrun the tiger, we have to get back to that place of of processing of, okay, like we can't just go hard all the time and not you know, and not slow back down because that is where we learn. That is where a lot of our physiological processes happen. That is where our energy comes back. So think of it as if when you breathe in, you're literally pulling your energy back into you. You know, when you're running around all day, it's just going out, you know, like fireworks, like over here, over there, everywhere, like energy's all over the place. And then when you finally stop, and you take a breath, you lasso that energy back in and you pull it back into you and you connect back with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think it's also, you know, we need to talk about how this breath can also help us remember uh, that we're safe or can help us so, so sort of, cause sometimes I think also too, when we're triggered or we're in fight or flight or we're in the go, 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 we also pop into this. Um, it is sort of like a fleeing or a running away from energetic space. And, um, I'm just going to keep going with this whole yoga mat analogy since we're on it. And it, I think it's working for us really well right now <laughs> is that, you know, um, Part of that is, you know, when you come back to the breath, when you recenter, then it's also a good time to remind yourself, I'm safe. I'm here. Like there's nothing chasing me. I don't have to run from any, you know, anything. No one's yelling at me or asking for something from me or, you know, any of those things that come up throughout our day. And it's just, again, that it's because I love the saying, it's not being, it's not about being perfect, but it's how quickly you come back to your center to, and that, and again, the breath literally is in the center of our body and we bring it in. Like you said, bring your energy back. And then with our intention, we are also able to distribute it. And so this is sort of like where the grounding and the energetic protection comes in too, because we get to choose where does it go? Does it go around us and like on a bubble, like you said, or does it go into the earth or does it go up and connect to your higher self and your angels and your, you know, your spirit guide team or source or, you know, whatever your practice is. So all of those are deliberate energetic choices that then lay the groundwork for you to go forward in your day from there with um, intention that will then help you manifest all the wonderful things in your life that you're wanting to bring in because you've sort of, you've um, set, you've created that set point of alignment and stillness, right? Yes. Um, Yes. And that's, and, and a good thing also about feeling safe is, One of the other things, you know, returning to your breath and grounding does, um, you know, that's typically the first few steps of a meditation practice. Um, So you could think of it as a meditation in a way in its own. Um, But what that does 
when we're breathing, when we're grounding, when we're meditating is it, it also keeps us the observer. So it keeps us out of the immediate drama, so to speak. You know, it keeps us out instead of, you know, in the middle of the situation and chaos, we're out and we're seeing the forest despite the trees. Um, you know, we're seeing the bigger picture. We're seeing all the things going on, not just the situation that we're in. We're also seeing the situation next to us and the situation over there. Um, and that is, I think when you're able to, you know, and I, and I say this lightly, get out of your own head, um, and you are able to see the bigger picture and you are able to stay the observer that helps you feel safe. That helps, you know, like, Oh, okay. Like, like that, like maybe that, you know, that was just in my head because look over here and look over here. Like all of this, all of this is divinely planned and you know, this is actually okay. And I'm, and nothing is chasing me and everything's fine. I'm, I'm just in yoga class. I don't need to be worrying about, the person's neck, you know, the person next to me or comparing myself to them, like, you know, this is fine. This is okay. This is good for me. Yeah. Like this is my time. I'm doing this for myself, for my health, for my well-being, And, and also too, like, it's a practice when you said like, you know, get out, getting out of your own head. It's, it's not something that we are taught, unfortunately, and I hope it's changing that we're teaching our children to do this more, but I know, you know, for a lot of us, we weren't taught this as kids. And so it's, it is a practice of relearning. And so, um, you know, be gentle with yourself and, and just, you know, see what comes up and see what you can learn about yourself. And then because when you take that time, also, you get to choose like, oh, is this something that I want to keep about myself? Or do I want to change it? Because we all have the power to change. Also, like nothing is predestined, so to speak. But it does take awareness and choice if we do want to change something about ourselves or in our lives or in our environment, you know, or, you know, all the various types of relationships too. Right. And another thing, another thing I like about, you know, the safety aspect and what you mentioned about choosing is, you know, again, it's just like, it's just like exercise. Exercise is a you stress, a you stress, not a distress. It's a good thing on the body and it prepares you for that distress. So like if you're training every day, you know, you're working out every day, you are more prepared for when that tiger starts chasing you, so to speak. Oh, now you know you can run 20 miles because you've been working at that for three months. So it's, it's the same concept with, with doing a regular breathing and grounding exercise. The more you, it is a practice. The more you do it, the better you are at it. And then in those times of trigger or trauma, you are more prepared to handle them. You are, you are able to return to your breath, stay grounded, take a step back and approach the situation differently than you may have approached it before. Again, Mm -hmm. making, making that choice to, okay, I can either react the way I normally would have, or now that I've done all this breathing and grounding work and I've become more of the observer, now I can choose how I want to respond to this. Now I can choose, you know, the energy that I come into this situation with. And I, and I know I will be safe throughout this entire situation. 
Yeah. Instead of reacting, you're responding. And exactly. You know, and those are definitely two different energetic set points in and of themselves. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. So what else? So we've, what about, so we, I feel like we've covered the breath and you're going to take us through um, an exercise later in a short while, but what else, what are some other um, tools or um, practices that help, I guess, ground and, or I guess why grounding? Let's start there. Why grounding? What is it? What is grounding? So grounding is the, uh, um, I think we may, we may have touched on it a little already, but it's the, it's the act of, of drawing, drawing yourself back down. So lassoing your energy back in, you know, is in, is one way to think about it. It's the act of slowing down your physiological processes. Um, you know, again, switching from that. Uh, sympathetic to parasympathetic mode. Um, also, also clearing your head, um, learning how to slow down your thoughts, clear your thoughts, um, and silence your mind. Um, that's, that's another way people use it. Um, but literally speaking, it's anchoring. Um, so it's really anchoring, anchoring your, your energy down to where it can't run off like a firework. It can't, it can't, you know, float out to the ocean, um, without being able to be pulled back. So when we, when I ground, um, when we are grounding, I am, there's always a tether. There's always, there's always a, a figurative, a figurative, um, object or, or thing that is anchoring me. Um, and that's what I like to use in my visualizations and in my practice. And, and I like to remind people that when, when you see that and when you use that, you know that you're always safe and protected. It's like a bungee cord. So when I'm grounded, I'm way more comfortable launching off that bungee platform, flying through the sky because I know wherever I'm going to go, that bungee cord's gonna pull me right back. So I'm not gonna be able to go that far. You know, You're supported it, by the universe. Yeah, it's a safety, it's a safety cord. Um, you know, so that's, that's what grounding is. It's feeling safe also. Um, but you know, literally it could be seen as a tether. Um, so those are just a few ways, uh, a few different ways to think about it and to think of it. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think the only thing I want to add is that for us just to all remember that we are physical beings, but more than that, we're energetic beings and <clears throat> we have our own pole, so to speak, you know, like on a magnet, like the North and the South pole of the magnet and of the earth. And so grounding, I think also like really helps to um, rebalance that energy because sometimes you know like you said we can be in our heads but also like we can we allow our energies to be like stretched up or stretched out and the grounding is that bringing it back in and down and making the connection to the earth and the reminder that we are always supported by the earth like we're humans we literally cannot go without being supported by the earth, but it's so easy for us to forget that we are. 
Yes, and that's why next to breathing, the most grounding thing you can do is physically taking off your shoes and sticking your feet in the sand or the dirt or in the grass and connecting with the earth. That's why you do yoga without socks on. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, there's something to say for people that, you know, walk around barefoot. Um, that is the most grounding thing you could do, laying, sitting, standing, and physically connecting your skin to the earth. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So what are some other resources? Um, are there more resources uh, for grounding, safety, protection, energetic boundaries? Um, you know, what, how do you suggest people go about it? Yeah. So another thing I like to add into my grounding is also putting up my protective bubble, um, my energy bubble. So when I'm, I'm breathing and I'm grounding, I'm pulling myself, you know, back in and down and really anchoring, you know, um, my energy and trying to stay the observer, um, and trying to clear my thoughts. But then when I put up my bubble, that's, that's more for protection. Um, that's more for, keeping my journey, my journey, and this person's journey, this journey. So that's more for protecting myself against all that transference Mm -hmm. um, and taking on all these emotions and energies of other people um, that would just, you know, drain me dry like a vampire if I were to not put up my bubble. Um, If you were to not also be aware, because I think that's the other thing too. I think even with our intention, we can even stop that energy leakage with even this sometimes even without a bubble, don't you think? Right. And the bubble is definitely figurative. Um, it's definitely an intention. Um, I'm a visual person. I like visual analogies. I, they work for me. They work for a lot of people, but for others, yeah. Think of, instead of the word bubble, just think of your intention. Your intention is to put up a layer of protection, um, whether that's a blanket, a bubble, you know, whatever you want to choose, but it is, it is a layer of energetic protection from the energies that surround you. And it helps keep your energy grounded as well because it keeps it from, you know, being absorbed or sucked away by other people. Mm, Okay. Excellent. Okay. So do you want to take us through an exercise now then? Sure. I can absolutely do that. Shall I play some music too? Or just... If you have it set up, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can pull some something up real quick. Just give me one moment. I'm not sure how the sound will come through on this. Everybody, while she's doing that, just go ahead and take a comfortable seat. If you're driving, please just listen and do not... Close your eyes and please stay present. Yes. (laughs) If you are driving, keep your eyes open and stay present. All right. Um, For those of you that are not driving or operating heavy machinery, um, go ahead and close your eyes. Like Lara said, get comfortable. And just start to be aware of your body and of your breath. You may notice that it's a little shallow, 
or maybe it's a little fast. You may feel the urge to control your breathing, but for now, just feel it. Just see what it's doing. Just tune into it. Feel it more in your chest or more in your abdomen. Or maybe you actually feel it somewhere else in your body. Maybe every time you breathe in, you, you're more aware of your shoulder or your knee. As you continue to breathe, you may notice that your breathing has actually slowed down. And now, let's slow it down even more. Take a big, slow, deep breath in. And hold it at the top. And exhale. Again. Hold it at the top. And let it out. Let's do three more of those. As you continue to breathe, your breathing will get deeper and slower on its own. And it won't be so forced. Continue to breathe until it becomes natural, naturally slow. While you're breathing, imagine there are roots, just like tree roots that you would see in a ground Coming out of your feet. Now they're even coming out of your ankles, your lower leg, and your knee. 
and they're growing into the ground, deep down into the earth, layers into the earth, wrapping around rocks and other structures. And these are so deep in the ground that you cannot possibly escape, but in the most positive of ways. So wherever your energy is to go from here, you can always rely on these roots to pull you back in. If you're laying down, you can imagine these roots growing out of your back, your arms, your shoulders. And they're not tight, they're not restrictive, they're not choking, they're gentle, comforting. They provide a safety net. Continuing to breathe, think about your crown and your head, and when you breathe in, it may start to tingle a little, and as you exhale, feel the Think about your face and your ears. Feel the tingle and then feel them release and relax. Breathe into your neck. tension in your neck, moving down to your shoulders, and then your chest. Finally, breathe into your feet. And as you exhale, you see this light 
in front of you and it's a warm golden white light and you see it start to grow and get bigger and bigger surrounding you wrapping you up like a blanket As you breathe in this light, you exhale and then you expand it even more. Imagine this light is surrounding your entire room now. And then your house or your building, your block, and your entire town. Imagine this light gets even bigger, covering your state. and then the entire country spreading all over the earth and surrounding the entire earth. Feel its warmth. Feel its protection. Feel its safety. Remember those roots that we grew and find your way back to them and back down them, back into the earth that we just surrounded with our light. Come back into your body, wiggle your fingers and your toes, move your shoulders, wrists, ankles. And slowly open your eyes whenever you're ready. That was great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. That was what I needed today. Yeah. So (laughs) tell everyone where we can find you, work with you, um, find any and all of your uh, material out there. Um, I've actually now I am online, but you I actually have a physical space now that I've just opened. Um, I've, I've opened up an integrative wellness center. Um, and it's a collective of healers. Um, it's called, um, the Center for Integrative Wellness. Um, and, um, so I'm running my business out of that, but there's other practitioners there. Um, and you can find those. There is a Facebook page for that. Um, 
And the Instagram for that is at steeps to sands. I can put that in the chat. It's S T E E P S, the number two, S A N D S. Um, and then my personal training and body work, um, Insta, if you want more information on that or any of my 12 week transformation programs, um, is integrative body works and that's integrative underscore body works with an X. That is also a Facebook page as well. Those are the primary places you can find me. On those pages, there is an online booking link, um, or you can just book a call, a free consultation call, directly through those Instagrams. And I have a website as well, um, but I don't use it that much. That one is mixedbodywork.com. Okay, that sounds great. And what kind of services are you offering here at, at your wellness center? Well, as we know, I'm a personal trainer, um, a massage therapist and body worker, a health coach and a Reiki master. So we're offering all of the above. Um, and that includes a lot of stuff within that, um, because I do offer, um, you know, corrective exercise programs, pain relief. Um, I do Reiki there. I do trauma healing and, um, and so a lot of integrative services in one, um, we will also be offering, though, functional medicine. Um, that will be remote. Um, actually, that will be one of the services you will be offering there. <laughs> yes. If yes. I am correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Stephanie and I work together. We offer global healing um, meditations and activations as well. Currently, you can find a replay of that on my YouTube page, which is Dr. Lara May. Farm D on YouTube. And uh, so if you want to take part in the global meditation, that energy can be accessed and sent out to the entire globe anytime. And so, yes, I'm excited to be able to offer my functional medicine services at the wellness center. Also, uh, the wellness center itself is in Pacifica, California, and I am currently in Truckee, California. So that's why the services are remote from my perspective at the moment. So that was one of my dogs saying hi. (laughs) Yeah, so I have um, a few 12-week transformation programs I'm specifically focusing on, um, fitness for mental health, uh, metabolic makeover, freedom from chronic pain, and then I just have um, a core a core stability and flexibility program. So it's it's similar to, a pre, it's, it's like a pre-yoga program. Um, pre-yoga. People, yeah, for people that aren't familiar with core stability or and terms, um, it basically get your body, you know, some people that want to take yoga, um, but they're, they're not even comfortable going to a beginner yoga class yet, or feel they don't even have the foundational strength, um, to do that. So it's really just a program focused on increasing your flexibility with scientifically proven methods. Um, but not to the point of being Gumby to, to maintain structural integrity, um, and to prevent injury and to keep your core strong. Mm -hmm. So we accomplish all three of those things in that program. And Hayden Hayden likes it. (laughs) For all those out there who don't know, Hayden is one of my, one of my puppy dogs. She's a red bone coon hound. So, and the other one you're hearing singing is Evie, who is a blue tick 
plot hound mix. <laughs> so, and so, all right. So we're finishing up. Um, again, my name is Dr. Lara May. Thank you for being on the show today, Stephanie. I really appreciate your time and all the information and the guidance and the exercise and your expertise. And if you are wanting to work with me again, you can book that through Stephanie's website or even my own mine is drlaramay.com. And there you can find the energy healing sessions that I offer as well as functional medicine. And I have a group healing and coaching program called sacred self holistic health mastery. And that is a nine month group coaching program where we dive deep into healing inflammation in your body and also integrating that with energy healing practices so that you can really create lasting change and practices that suit you uh, in a really powerful way. So yeah. Anything else before we finish up, Stephanie? No, thank you so much for having me. Um, it was exciting to be here. Um, and I look forward to eventually doing this again. Yes. Thank you. All right, everybody. We will see you next time on the light body healing show. Bye. Bye.